Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the March 20th edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to take a very unusual approach to this fantasy basketball podcast, but no fantasy basketball when we would be in the fantasy playoffs. But it's for good reason. We'll talk a lot about um, just things we're learning, players that were playing well before this little hiatus that we're on, and really everything in between. We'll talk about some regular NBA playoffs, what could happen with that. whole lot to talk about. With me to do so is Ryan Kanas. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, doing well enough, thanks. I know, I know you are as well. So uh, it's a strange time to be talking about fantasy basketball, as as you've mentioned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can have fun. I mean, fantasy sports is always just entertainment, right? So exactly. that's that's what we're gonna do today. And I think you know, there's gonna be a lot of speculation about what might this season look like if it comes back. What's gonna happen next year? Um, but hey, that's where we're at. That's so. That's what we'll talk about. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, and again, this is about fantasy basketball. And we know that this is insignificant in the whole grand scheme of things. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy how it has impacted our lives just as uh, you and I and everyone else in the industry just have nothing to do. Like my house has really never been cleaner. Um, my dog has never been happier. <laughs> so I get to play with it all the time. Um, yeah, it's just, I've watched so many TV shows. Like it's just insane. Um, just my personally, like my whole world got turned upside down uh, and I'm sure you're yeah. the same too. So yeah, we no longer have, have babysitters coming in. So we're just, <laughs> It's just me, my wife, and the twins all day, every day. And you know what? As long as we're calling it quarantidium is starting yes. to, to to set in. But as long as we're healthy, we're like that's that's fine. You know, I'll take boredom any day of the week. So yeah, you watch any good shows lately? <laughs> uh, Better Call Saul is back. Myers out. So doing yeah. that. Yeah, I'm I'm um, in uh, Chernobyl. Yes. I'm halfway through Chernobyl right now, and uh, that's really good so far. Uh, I watched the outsider that was kind of let down, but uh, yeah, it's uh, trying to limit myself to like you know six hours of TV a day because I don't want to be totally wasted. <laughs> That's the limit, huh? Yeah, it's the limit, man. Even though I watch I'll way more I'm than six hours stay. of basketball a day, I, I'll say that after you know listening to the news and reading newspapers, uh, Chernobyl might be a little heavy for me. I'm trying to stay oh, lighter with my with yeah, my it's, entertainment. Yeah, I could go off on a tangent, but I'm going to pass there. Uh, and yeah, I just want to just want to remind people. I mean, you guys have heard it a million times, but you're going to hear it for a million and first time. Just, like, wash your hands if you, have to, if you have to do anything out and about, which sounds like it's not going to be much longer on that. And, honestly, this real phys- physical slash social distancing has really been uh, a big thing for the last month and a half or so. And, yeah, just uh, it, it's kind of crazy how just you could transmit diseases so fast. And just, you know, washing your hands, which I learned recently is really came about um, in the 1800s when uh, a doctor was trying to keep his uh, himself healthier while, while giving, um, you know, uh, being a doctor for giving birth to babies. 
that's what kind of brought right. about the hand washing thing. So that was kind of cool for to learn. But um, yeah, it's really fascinating. I, I've kind of put my microbiology hat on again, checking out some really cool stuff on how the virus works. So uh, we won't go into that. But yeah, it's, it's just a lot of ways to learn. And, yeah, just uh, varying uh, varying things. But again, we're going to talk about fantasy. So really, the number one thing I want to talk about, this is really what's on everyone's mind right now, because there's a pretty good chance we're, we're done with fantasy basketball. We'll talk about it in a second. But um, if we are done, and when we when we do finish, and if this is the last regular season game we see, or fantasy leagues get shut down, how are you approaching payouts? Um, I know Yahoo is kind of keeping the money right now, and they're still determining. They may just basically call it a wash. Um, yeah, so how do, what do you have uh, for ideas on that one? Well, for one thing, I'd like to see sites like Yahoo and ESPN kind of you know make the call, take the decision out of each commissioner's hands so that every league doesn't have to have some laborious process where, you know, with votes or does it have to be unanimous, whatever, just the site has made a decision. We all abide by it. Uh, but it's an unprecedented situation. I don't think there's a quote unquote correct move. Uh, no matter what, someone's going to feel kind of shortchanged. I, one thing I wouldn't do is use current standings because to me, like, like I know you and I both will strategize. So we're trying to get players with a lot of games in the fantasy playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even more extreme in, in Roto Leagues where you have an 82-game cap for every position. So if some guy has blown through all 82 games for half of his team, whereas you've been pacing yourself and thought that you were going to you know, make a nice, strong push at the end, suddenly you're at a like, random disadvantage. Um, so definitely not for current standings. Yeah, I guess what I would do is just give everyone their money back um, because you could eliminate teams who are themselves eliminated from the playoffs. But that's kind of a slippery slope because then what about teams that are, you know, very unlikely to make it but not technically eliminated? What about, you know, does the first place team get get a bigger payout? Does the, the, the teams on the bubble? So I say just money back, assuming this season is over. Yeah, I just have it whatever's clinched. So if you're doing if you're in the playoffs right now. If you're in, split that. So if it's four teams in the playoffs, take the whole pot. Or you know, the if you have a regular season winner, you know that's already done. That should be paid out. But if you're in the playoffs and the winning share that's left, just split it for who's available. Um, yes, we were through Wednesday. Maybe you're off to a really big lead. But again, like for instance, say you had Giannis. Obviously, not having Giannis that Monday really set you back if you're not getting 30 points, 15 boards, whatever he's going to have. Um, so even if it's a two-week matchup, like for instance, I'm in a two-week matchup with Giannis, and I was ahead going into the weekend, but not having Giannis, not having Shea Gilgis-Alexander, not having Donovan Mitchell that Wednesday, obviously, all those Jazz players, Thunder players, Pelicans, all those guys didn't play. So if you're in a matchup right now, uh, I think you pretty much just, no matter how far ahead you are, um, you really have to just call it a wash. And I think that's really the fairest way. If you made, if it, this you can, far, yeah. if you made it this far and you're still alive, just split it. If you If you're out... You're out. I mean, this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 thing doesn't affect you being out coming into Monday. So if your leagues are in the playoffs, I think that's an easy decision. If um, leagues are in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, with that with that asterisk, which plenty of them are, yeah. then then I agree with you. Because then you take away all that uncertainty I just referred to. Right. And you can say for sure these teams did not make the playoffs. Yeah. Why should why should they get a payout? So yeah, I'm I'm for that. But and then just an even split to me for the for those playoff teams. Exactly. And then if you're not in it, again, it's kind of rough because it's, we talked about this. Uh, I did a quick pod on Monday about this briefly. If you're in, you know, it's if it's nine cat and you're seven games out, and say you know it's not a team's playing each other, so they could kind of go five four whatever it is. Like, you could still, even though it's 0.01% chance you jump up eight games or whatever, you know, you're technically still alive. So, and say the playoffs start next week. So, yeah, I would just, so say that four teams are for sure out, three or four teams are for sure in, and then the rest of them are kind of gunning for those last couple spots. Whoever's gunning for it should definitely get split up. And again, if you you didn't clinch regular season, um, I'd probably just split that for whoever had a shot to clinch regular season. So, kind of the same thing. So, say, just for easy numbers-wise, um, say you're $100 to the regular season winner, and you know, you're playing, we'll just say you're playing nine cat, so anyone within nine games of the top seed, if you're going into it, then and that's the last Eight week of the playoffs. Left. If it's two weeks, yeah. then you're kind of, the 18 games is a, a really big, big gap. Pretty much everyone in the playoffs, I'd imagine, is in there. But um, yeah, so I'd probably just split it that way, just based on whatever's quote-unquote kind of clinched or whatever you're vying for. Um, but yeah, if you're out, you're out. And I mean... 
I don't know how. And Yahoo sounds like they're going to split everything up, which I, I don't really agree with. Um, just because if you're terrible, all those teams that were like 50, 60 games out, I mean, you should be paying. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty much how I feel about it. And it's, I mean, for teams that are first and we're looking good, it's rough. I mean, I know I, I felt great about two of my teams, but it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's, just, you, it's out of your hands. Yeah. I don't even think there will be an option, but it could be kind of fun in very competitive leagues. If your whole league, you know, plays year after year, would you ever entertain the notion of picking up with all the stats that we have currently? Yeah, you couldn't do that next year. It's just kind of over, huh? Yeah, it's real tough. And even to take it a step further, if we do alter the uh, the regular season schedule, which seems like a decent chance to happen, almost has to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think you still got to scrap it. Like, if I honestly, unless unless they like pick up where they left off, which again is like. 0.1% 0.1% yeah. chance of happening, maybe under that, under on that. But Every um, day that goes by seems yeah. like it gets less and less likely, frankly. So. For sure, yeah. And we could talk about, we'll talk about that in a second for possible ways they could get this going again. But yeah, I, I just don't know. I've I've pretty much about to draw the line. For, I'm commissioner for two leagues, and I'm pretty much about to te- text all the people who are in the playoffs, like, hey, I'm going to call it and just split it four ways. There are four teams in the playoffs for these leagues. So, And I'm just, I'm just going right. to, like, Make the decision because it's just preempt Yahoo. Because like, yeah, they can't. They can't, and I don't know how they pick up where they left off. Where every team plays eighty-two, the schedule that they had, like there's going to be back to backs that are going to change. There's going to be so many things that are going to change, yeah. and it's not what we signed up for. Like I and you, like you said, I was purposely trying to draft teams that didn't have certain back to backs. Like that's why I didn't take a lot of Clippers in my drafts, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, right, I or you just you just cut Ben Simmons, or you just cut yeah. some player, and now all of a sudden he's a hot pickup. It's all too too uh, chaotic. So. Yeah, and I'm sure you one, one way or the other, too. it's got to end. Yeah, you're, it's pretty much. I mean, we wrote down a couple of lists of things just in case things do pack pick back up, but it, it's just I, I just don't see it happening. It's I hate to be Debbie Downer over here, but yeah, like we said, it, there's more important things right now um, than fantasy basketball. So it's it's rough and. It's going to be a year we're never going to forget. You could say, uh, you know, you were the quote-unquote champion of your league if you're in first place if you want, but you're not going to get paid for it or whatever you want to say. But, um, yeah, definitely it's a, a baseball 1994 World Series fantasy kind of thing. We're not going to really have a champion, uh, which kind of is rough. But, uh, yeah, it's, again, strange times. Yeah, it's possible they'll they'll crown a real world champion depending how this plays out but for fantasy as you said you're just kind of put an asterisk next to this one and and move on to next year yeah so let's talk about um this isn't really fantasy related although uh i do love fantasy playoff leagues i think they're a lot of fun uh i I won last year um they're one of my favorite i i love it so i really hope we get to see that and i mean honestly if you're in a league um i think that maybe that's a way to crown, crown your champ you know uh, if you're in one of those situations Re- where redraft for the yeah, redraft for the, the fantasy playoffs, playoffs yeah, and yeah. Uh, for the teams that are, and you can even do that too. It could be like, hey, um, you know, if you're in it, you get this amount of money for the pot. You could do that. Um, obviously, if your team's really good, you're kind of shortchanging yourself. I'd rather just split whatever you can do. But you know, it's an idea. But uh, I think more people are going to be interested in, in playing fantasy playoff basketball this year. Um, so. A couple things that can go down here, and Adam Silver spoke on Wednesday about this. He's thinking about really three things. One, when we can play games with a full arena, which seems like that's really far off. Mm-hmm. Two, playing in empty arenas, which we saw, again, mad props to Golden State for really making a call on that the day before um, Rudy Gobert, the wild Wednesday, which uh, just quickly behind the curtain, you and I were working Wednesday night, and we were like, what is it that we do here? Yeah. <laughs> when we saw all this go down, and yeah, it was like, we were like we couldn't even wrap our heads around what would happen if Rudy had uh, the COVID nineteen, and yeah, here we yeah. are. But uh, it was crazy. I, I, crazy I wrote Ru- Rudy Gobert. I was talking to a, another colleague. Said Rudy, Rudy Gobert just tested positive for coronavirus. The NBA season hangs by a thread, and within five minutes, it was announced that the season was suspended indefinitely. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, ev- everyone experienced it. We just happened to read it on Twitter <sighs> as it happened. But I mean, every, it, it's just a shock we're still yeah. living through the repercussions no one knows where this ends or when california is now sheltering in place i mean it, it goes deep so as you've said as we've said repeatedly you know basketball comes <laughs> comes way way down the list it, yeah. it's entertainment and that's what adam silver you know he mentioned even that he wants the nba to be part of the solution to help help an economic recovery and just to help entertain people yeah. um so he, he also con- 
he floated the idea of what just getting a handful of players and playing a, a game for charity, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, maybe just you know twelve players or something, a little sub man rotation, kind of all star gamey. Um, and yeah, I don't think that the logistics would be too tough on that. I mean, you'd have to fly them in, quarantine them, test them pretty much at the same time, get the test back, keep them quarantined, keep everyone involved. Not to cameramen. mention all the refs. Yeah, staff. all the refs, yeah. cam- all these people, yeah. cameramen, announcers, all this and that. People who are going to drive them to the arena, you know, all a whole lot of logistics. But it's not too tough, I don't think. So I think it makes sense. Um, and I mean, just as a, a whole nation, a whole world just starving for entertainment in the sports world, uh, it would be real nice and... I mean, they would make, they'd raise so much money if they did that, I think. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a great idea. And Adam Silver was like, you know, we're kind of entertaining all things. So I thought that was really cool to even think about for, you know, they were really one of the first people to take the aggressive stance to, which again, we knew that was coming. Once Gobert got, once that news came out, it's like, it's done. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so. Dominoes started to fall quickly. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about, like, for fantasy playoffs like we were trying to get to here. There's a couple things that could happen. I mean, I think that the smart money would be on, if we do have it again, which is kind of unlikely at this point, um, I think they'd have to run some five-game series, um, maybe even mm-hmm. three-game series for the early rounds, um, maybe cut down those you know, two, three days off. I think they would have to have a kind of a rolling date set for when the finals would start. We always have that, you know, final start June 6th. So if it's sweep conference finals, sweep conference finals, we have a long time off. So that would have to change. There's a whole lot to change. And again, this is all speculation on our part. Um, is there anything else that you think that... Would they do single elimination for the early rounds? I think that's on the well, table I was going to say, yeah. Do they do they have a, a, like a short play-in tournament yeah. for teams that were on the bubble? Do they maybe even expand the number of teams in the playoffs for that reason to kind of you know expand the fairness of it? Do they... We, we, have, we don't know, but... I know that everyone, you know, players, coaches, fans, we all want to see a champion crowned. It would be very strange to have a an NBA season with, with no champ. So uh, ho- hopefully we get there one way or the other. It's not going to look like a normal playoff slate. That's obvious. But, um, you know, they're talking about it maybe going into August even. We're already scouting arena dates. So yeah. hopefully if this if this, you know, pandemic doesn't get too much worse in the coming months, we, we might be able to see that. Yeah, I think for the East... I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, I don't know what the odds are, but it's pretty much the Nets and Magic are going to be the 7-8 seed order to be determined only half game apart. But, I mean, for the Wizards to make a run at the 8 seed being five and a half games back, I mean, it's pretty much a wrap, um, despite how they haven't quote-unquote clinched. Where the West is kind of a little more interesting. The, the 8 seed, there's a lot of teams that could potentially go, go for that seed. Um, the Grizzlies have a... Three and a half game lead on the Blazers, Pelicans, and Kings, who Kings are playing pretty well uh, coming into this hiatus, and the Spurs are just a half a game behind them. So you're talking really five teams that it'd be right. pretty cleaner if it was four. You can maybe just do a four single single elimination tournament. Teams that have the higher record right now will get home court and just run it that way. I think that would kind of make sense, um, which would be a lot of fun for DFS too. I mean, um, yeah, just. Uh, even the DFS side of it, it would be really cool to see for that. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I think that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I guess you would uh, you could do a five man tournament and just put the um, the what top three and then they yeah so the top three guys would be in the spur the Kings and Spurs would play each other and then just run a four man or however how I don't know what the head to head splits for those are but assuming the standards are right but yeah, yeah it, it's and, tricky five tricky yeah you know, let's clean it up four and we're we're speculating and who knows where this goes but Adam Silver isn't afraid to do you know unique things he was already talking about a mid-season tournament um you know maybe next year or the year after so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come up with some some creative way to at least get teams back on the court for mm-hmm. for however long it takes to crown someone yeah you could even throw the suns in there if you wanted to make it six teams because i mean the the warriors are officially out and the, the yeah they're technically in it yeah sure. so you could throw them in there they'd have a, a tough seat tough uh They'd have to go on the road for really three wins. So uh, you know, if they're that far out and they can pull that off for that last seed, I think that and I think that'd be really fun. You know, it's kind of like NFL style for just a one seed to get into the playoffs to get blown out by the, the Lakers in the first round. But I mean, yeah. that would be a good way for especially teams that are at home, uh, even the road teams, just to get a little bit of revenue, and it would also give them an opportunity. To, and again, we actually talked about this on Monday, but like those teams that have the playoffs. 
Like, they're just going to get thrown into it after missing so much time. Um, like, it's going to be so tough. Um, someone had joked, uh, Josef Nurkic, um, there was a tweet going around about just, like, NBA players, like, missing shots because they're going to be so rusty, which is a, a fair point. So, like, it's almost like yeah. you should have, like, teams play each other to kind of warm up to it. And then, meanwhile, have that, like, mini tournament and stuff. So, yeah. You have to do something. I mean, we, Serge Ibaka posted a video yesterday of himself <laughs> doing cardio in his home. Those are he great. Was running, like, he has a series yeah, he was of running, like, so funny. Like four steps each way. So, <laughs> yeah. so but yeah, it's going to be a challenge for these for these world class athletes to stay not only in shape but at that game level and mental sharpness and physical sharpness. So, I mean, the challenges are manifold, and we're we're yeah. not, we're just scratching the surface. It's there's a lot a yeah. lot of things between us and and the end of this. Thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is fascinating, and it's just this whole thing is just so new and. I don't know. I love I love new stuff, but just thinking of ways to like, how would you do? Because like, OKC, the Jazz, and the Rockets are within point uh, within a game of each other. Like, is that a factor? Do you do that for seeding? Um, do you just run it single like single elimination? There's so many ways. And again, this is obvious. And Adam Silver stressed this, and we should probably bring it up again. We're gonna have really no idea because we have no clue uh, how long. We're going to be out. Obviously, the longer we're off, the more, I guess, bold or more drastic changes that would have to be made. But um, and I, we yeah. got what do you what do you think the chances are that we're just done? Like no champion crowned. No, we they won't play empty arenas. I, so I'll just add, I think the chances that we play in full arenas for the finish of the season are like infinite or finite, super finite. I don't yeah. Think yeah, yeah, I don't expect to see that happen. Yeah, I think the odds of playing in empty arenas. I don't maybe fifty fifty, but as as yeah. you said and as Adam Silver stressed over and over, we just do not know. Uh, you know, everyone, we're just being led by the tail here. So, yeah, um, yeah who knows? And they're going to err on the side of caution, obviously, as they should. So, yeah, I'd say fifty fifty at this point. We see any games being played. Yeah, I think it's on. I think the under on that. Yeah, I think I think we're probably done for a while. It's it's really sad, but uh, again, more important things at stake here. Um, and they're talking about maybe a, a Christmas start date for next. Yeah, season. they're gonna have to push it back. Like maybe Thanksgiving yeah. or something. But yeah, it's gonna be. I think summer. Like I mentioned this on Monday. I think summer league's done. Last year's summer league was or just for this year, anyways. Last year's mm-hmm. summer league, and I love summer league as much as pretty much anybody. Last year's summer league was by far the worst summer league ever. Um, yeah, not like, much came out of that one. <laughs> yeah, everybody was sitting. Like DeAndre Hunter sat for like all but minute, a couple minutes. Zion played nine minutes. Jared Colbert didn't. Play. Like it was just like, oh my god, man, what am I watching here? But it was nice to see like you know guys like Nas Reed and you know there's always diamonds in the rough that were really kind of fun to watch. But um, yeah, it was bad. Um, it was a long ways from you know when these guys would play like the um, Jabari Parker, Andrew Wiggins time. That was that was a really good summer league and really since uh, the last you know, the last like two years ago it started to decrease and then three years ago, four years ago, five years ago it was really good. But um yeah, so like next year do you shorten the season, which I think is pr- certainly on the table because um, if you're going to push back, you know, six months, you got to really cut into the next year. So if that goes well, is that the new norm now? So it, it's just serious. That's another thing Adam Silver and the league had discussed um, shortening the season already because they don't like seeing superstars sit out. It's bad, bad yeah. for the brand, bad for fans. So they, you know, they realize 82 games is a lot of wear and tear at this, you know, with the, with the way these guys play. So shortening the season makes a lot of sense. As you said, I think they have to for next year. And then going forward, maybe that's, that, that is just the new norm. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if that happened uh, for fantasy purposes. Hopefully that just means, fewer dmps right because they're not they're not going to add more back-to-backs and three games and four nights that are they're already trying to get away from that to keep guys healthy so i think not the worst thing in the world for for fantasy i have said this before i like dmp rest just because there's more strategy involved to it like you could be a little bit sharper on your streams and so on and so forth. Uh, so I I love it. Um, I like it as a dfs owner for sure i just find it irritating elsewhere yeah but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be really weird. But on the flip side of that, I mean, the whole mid-season tournament potentially was adding more than 82 games for the teams that would go deeper into the mid-season tournament. So they're not. I don't think they're really too sold on cutting the games down too much. But I'm just saying, given the circumstances, 
So, like, the NBA's nightmare, I guess, would be cutting down the season. Everything goes swimmingly. Guys play games. Guys aren't missing time. You know, and then they're like, uh-oh. You know, despite how we lost a, bit, a little bit of money, is it better for our brand? Because all the NBA haters, and I, I hear way too many of them, like, oh, yeah, those guys rest too much. Oh, yeah, they don't take the game seriously. And, oh, they're soft, blah, 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 blah. So, like, if they're playing other games, maybe that helps, you know, again, the hashtag brand of it, but... It's seriously, we're so far ahead on this, but it's just, it's butterfly effect yeah. style, how this could affect everything. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit of fantasy here. Um, and again, I, I don't really want to dig too deep into this because I think we're donezo. Um, but just regarding the playoff teams, uh, I, I think it's kind of fascinating. There was a lot of buzz as on Vegas lines on the Nets being kind of a sleeper team uh, to come out of the East and or win the, ti- uh, the title. But that got kind of poo-pooed real quick uh, with Kevin Durant reportedly not coming back. Kyrie's still going to miss some time. Um, just to run these down here, um, possible fallouts. Um, Jalen Brown's hamstring should be healed by the time this starts. If and Again, this whole thing is if it starts. Um, Seth Curry should be good. Giannis is already practicing. He should be good. Uh, ben Simmons is probably the biggest question mark of this whole thing. Uh, Norman Powell's ankle is probably going to be good. Malcolm Brogdon, he's another big question mark with a partially torn quad. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is another huge one because uh, the, the Magic are playing pretty well and their defense hasn't actually fallen off too, too much uh, since Isaac went down. Evan Forney has the elbow. Uh, the Grizzlies holding the eight seed with Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark coming back. Uh, Jimmy Butler's toe-slash-ankle injury will likely be healed by the time this goes back. Uh, Tyler Hero, Myers Leonard as well. So really messy rotation there. So I guess if this does start, um, how do you view the, the time off? Who It may help. Does this time off help LeBron kind of get healthy again? We saw him missing time with the groin. Uh, AD and his gazillion probable tags. Um, and on the flip side of that, uh, Jokic, man, took months to get back into game shape because he was playing. So Jokic missing time now. Is he going to be out of shape and the Nuggets going to be trash? Uh, so there's a, there's a whole lot to think about for how this affects the on-court play uh, with injuries and just getting back into game shape. Yeah, and you, you'd think that if, and again, big if, we <laughs> we start this thing up again, you'd be able to at least get some reports of guys practicing, get a sense for, for how in shape they are. Uh, maybe like an exhibition game here or there to, to get guys ramped up. But yeah, of course, I definitely think it helps, you know, well, obviously all those injured, injured guys you mentioned. Uh, I will say I, I'm kind of for freezing moves in your fantasy leagues. Even if you th- you think that this is going to start back up, yeah. I, I kind of want want until we get any sort of clarity to just freeze moves, and then once there's some date at which it will resume, make all the guys on the waiver wire on waivers. People can put in claims based on current orders and go from there. Does that seem fair to you? Yeah, I think that's the fairest way to do it. And again, I'm not holding yeah. my breath, anyways, but yeah. And then we had a couple people ask about like, what do you do? I mean, it's kind of straightforward. It really depends on your situation. Like, if you're streaming and you're in the playoffs and you need those moves, are you really going to add somebody who may not even help you at all? For, again, I don't even. Anyways, uh, yeah, like, do you pick up Cat? Do you pick up Capella? Isaac. Pick, yeah, yeah, Isaac, Nurk, DeJounte. A lot of people are dropping him with that calf injury. Um, Bagley, Ubre, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. with his concussion. There's a lot of names. Because Zach Levine may have gotten dropped. Um, yeah, it's just. It's too. It's honestly, again, not. It, it just freeze it. Really, I think that's really the, the safest way to do it. But again, if it's if it's playoffs, I'm kind of okay not freezing it because if the and you have and if, if if you don't have a move cap, then yeah, you should freeze it. But if you do and it's pretty tight, then if the guy wants to take a chance, um, I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I really think you should freeze and again, waiver claim it because ah uh, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's pretty much up to whoever's in. If they want to, if it's just vote on it, I think if you want to keep it yeah, open, I guess leave it up to the commission. Or yeah. if if everyone's kind of on the same page, go with yeah. that. But that that would be my approach. And it, it, yeah. you know, all these injury guys, it would depend who they are. Like for instance, I mentioned Isaac. The Magic are currently number eight. They're not a realistic, you know, threat to win the championship. So do would they bother to bring back this rising star whose health is everything to them? Uh, you know, on potentially limited work, and then suddenly throw them into a playoff game. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't see that happening. Whereas some of these other guys, maybe a little more likely yeah. uh, to come back. Yep. So that's that. But do you do you buy the whole? Um, sorry, uh, Nikola Jokic uh, out of shape 
narrative? Oh, po- very possibly, <laughs> sure. He's. I mean, he never looks in shape, even when he is. So, uh, and and he admitted that he was what fifteen, twenty pounds overweight when he came into the yeah. season. Uh, shed that over the course of a couple months with a better diet. But you'd think after this many years in the league, he would he would have that nailed down and come into the season uh, fit. But yeah, sure, a long layoff like this. Who knows what he's got stocked in his larder at home? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's an issue. One other thing I want to throw out there, hopefully today we'll get an update on Carl Anthony Towns' fractured wrist, assuming the medical appointment is happening as usual because he was due to be reevaluated in two weeks, and that was on March 6th. So oh, yep. might get a little bit of clarity there. Yep, and then Cam Johnson lower, and he's a, he has a reval coming up too. So a lot of guys, it's weird. Uh, Terrence Mann had hand surgery. There's like kind of weird things that are going on right now that are pretty much like, okay, we're done. Um, Jalen Brunson also had surgery too so that's kind of something to watch as well but Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it's pretty much just holding pattern for fantasy. It's pretty much like we said, the kibosh is on the season, which is rough. Which, again... um. To talk about, probably this is the most meaty fantasy part of this. Uh, guys who were red hot, um, just seeing their values really increase over the last month, three, four weeks, two, two three weeks. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about that and maybe how that would affect their value for next year. Um, I sent you a little list. But one guy I think we should just talk about really quick is Bradley Beal, who's been really the best player in fantasy lately. Um, so he's been, over his last 10, 38 points Four boards, six assists, two steals, forty-seven uh, percent from the field, eighty-five percent from the line, five point two threes. He's been unreal. So, the first rounder, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, John Wall coming back, we know his splits are pretty good there. It's like, where do you feel about Bradley Beal? Um, you know, next year, and if things do come back, how do you? And they just shut him down after time off. You know, blah blah blah. blah. Well, I'm. I mean. You got to be high on Beal after this incredible run, but more than that, we looked at his 82 game season last year and kind of said, "Well, he's probably not going to do that again." Which I mean, he didn't. He sat out for a while with his, I think it was a sore knee um, or sore shin. What was yeah, that? Yep, it was like a calf something, slash shin thing. Yeah, something like that. Um, and and at that point, the Wizards were doing so poorly, and here he is with this somewhat mysterious injury. And suddenly the you know the shutdown light goes off and everyone's trying to trade him, including myself. I couldn't manage to trade him in in one league. I was offering him for anyone and everyone. Fortunately, I held on to him. Um, <laughs> but I you know the fact that he came back and was like, I'm going to put this team on my back and try to make a, a late run for the playoffs. Very impressive. And he's now done that two years in a row. So. I, I'm I'm super high on him. I'd probably take him right around where we did this year, which was number six, uh, seven overall, probably so, maybe eight. Uh, two, the the other guys for top ten sample uh, number two is Chris Sats Porzingis, uh, and then the other guy is John Collins. Okay. So, would you rather have Bradley Beal or John Collins, or is it neck and neck, or is it one clear guy? I I might. No, oh, that's tough. I, I'd say neck and neck. Currently. I think I'd take Collins just because the John Wall factor a little bit. I'm yeah. sure. Well, then on the flip side of that too, there's a Capella factor too. So yeah, I don't know. I think I think I'd still take Collins. I'm pretty sold on Collins. His ankles give me a little bit of pause. A little bit. But yeah, been pretty but healthy. He's been uh, such a great K- shooter. KP. Though. 
Oh yeah, yeah he's been incredible with yeah. the percentages yeah. and blocking shots. Now, I mean, he's yeah. he's been doing it all. Yeah. KP was a guy I missed on. I thought I was way more scared of him on draft day than it turns out I needed to be. I thought you know twenty DMPs was was his floor. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be higher than that, but he's stayed on the court and lately he's been just ridiculously good. So um, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable burning like a top 10 pick on him next no. year but maybe second round would you take him second round would you rather have yeah Col- collins for sure second. right yeah uh tatum for sure yeah um vooch for sure i guess yeah i like vooch well if if kp comes out of the summer just looking healthy and ready to go yeah. I, i'd probably take him just higher upside there yeah jonathan isaac no you take porzingis not coming off the injury, and yeah, probably stick with KP. I think I'd probably take Isaac. I, I'm terrified of Kristaps, man. Like this is the easily the best run. <laughs> I mean, of his you career. have reason to be. Yeah, he's yeah. missed so much, so many games. Uh, okay, let's kind of fly through this. Uh, really, the waiver wire star of the show. We've kind of known this. I know legit leagues. You've been stashing him since December, um, and he has not slowed down per 36. That's obviously Christian Wood, 24 and 10, 58 percent from the field, 78 percent from the line. Uh, adding two dimes, a steal, and a block. Uh, this is pretty much prototypical first-round big man kind of stuff here. Um, sounds like they sh- should get him back. I mean, they should have the cap space to bring him back. Uh, obviously, he's been great. The Knicks are supposedly making a push. Uh, it's crazy he's uh, positive for COVID-19, but that should be in his rearview mirror. Um, just to throw this out there, there was a, before this was first coming out, teams were anticipating two weeks off uh, to keep him away. So I think it's bigger now uh, given what we've seen but anyways uh, again next season shouldn't affect him so oh what about what about that uh, christian wood or chris taps or uh, i i i mean if chris if christian wood lands in the same position he's in i, I would think i would take christian wood over chris taps it depends yeah it, it depends what moves are made right. this summer but uh yeah and he's so young we don't know how good he can be <laughs> he's been healthy and he's been just dominant lately so I'll, I'll go with your mystery box guy there. there given 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 that we've already seen him playing at a top twenty five level, right? It's not so much of a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> He's been doing it for for weeks. Um, so yeah, I, I like him quite a bit for sure. Uh, another guy who's been really good lately has been Ricky Rubio. Um, so pretty mm-hmm. much on the sample size when it just started, uh, I'm going off ten game samples across the board here. Um, he's been really good with assists. Um, you know his minutes were supposed to go down. He's playing, you know, mid thirties. Um, so, do you see him coming back and having a similar impact next year? He was a guy I faded pretty much across the board, but I don't have any of him. But second half superstar, this guy <laughs> again. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Every year he starts slow and then just is is awesome down the stretch. Um, I, I think he'll go higher than I'm comfortable taking him. I, you know, he's a 50, 60, 70 guy for me. I feel like he'll go off the board higher than that, so yeah. probably will not be on many of my teams. Yeah, uh, I think I'd consider him in the fourth. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sold. I think the Suns' offense has been really good. Earlier in the year, they were leading the NBA in assisted percentage on buckets, which was great to see, especially for a point guard. Um, so I'm kind of selling. I'm kind of buying. But he's again, expiring next year, is that right? And he'll be yeah. a free agent two summers from now. Yeah. yeah, so I think he should be good. Um, Lonzo Ball is another guy who's really found his shot. Uh, and he's been creeping with early round value lately. Um, that was really the concern. Obviously, the field goal free throw percentage hasn't been great, but th- that's actually a good question. Uh, Lonzo or Rubio? Do you have a? I'd take Lonzo there. I think I would too, man. I think he's just getting better. I'm pretty like again, yeah, more concerned about injuries, which is really the whole thing. Um, like him, him and Drew Holiday are so good together. Um, assuming hit- you know everything comes back together with Drew yeah. and Brandon Ingram comes back and this and that, but yeah, I'm pretty sold. I mean, he was, what, past two weeks, like, flirting with triple-doubles every time he took the court, mm-hmm. hitting three, four triples a game, multiple steals. And the free-throw percentage is terrible, but yeah. uh, ho- hopefully he can learn to improve that. And he doesn't get to the line all that often, so it's not it's not like a total fantasy category killer. Yeah. Uh, and then really another guy who was dead, came back alive. This is co- coinciding with Norman Powell missing time. It's OG Ananobi who was, looked like he was going to be the, the late-round sleeper of the year earlier in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's red-hot again, thanks to his steals numbers. Um, how do you see this shaking out now, that once they get Van Vliet and Norman Powell and all those guys back? That obviously helped him huge here. Yeah, all those steals. Uh, 
I like him quite a bit. I mean, he's not the most well-rounded fantasy guy. His usage is going to be low, has been low even recently. But he's still he's getting better. The steals are elite. So even if you just look at him as a specialist who can chip in elsewhere, uh, free throw percentage is up. He's been you know hovering around 80% the past month, something like that, 70-plus. So I quite like him, you yeah. know, m- solid mid-round guy to throw in your team. Kind of in the same vein as, like, Mikal Bridges. Would you take OG next year or, or Bridges? Bridges. I'm pr- uh, again, okay. assuming they don't really take anything out of there. But, I mean, Bridges has been pretty durable. Hasn't really – I mean, the last, you know, month and a half, two months of the season, he's been just on a huge charge here. Um, pretty consistent. But, yeah, I see they're, they're kind of similar. Oh, and I know he's been better in this kind of smaller sample, but pretty much since, like, I want to say Martin Luther King Day. Um, Bridges, yeah, Bridges has been like has top thirty-ish. Yeah. He's just been so good, and he's just Tons he fits of his offense. Coming yeah. as well. Phoenix offense is potentially a really good fantasy offense. Um, and I mean, Aiton having trouble staying healthy, that I think could help him too because they can go smaller. You know, Dario will be probably gone. So, and that Ubre uh, Bridges lineup they were running with before Ubre got hurt was pretty good uh, mm. at the three-four. So I think that yeah, I'm pretty sold on Bridges. Nice. He's a guy Any other? Be drafting. Uh, well, Aaron, Aaron Gordon's kind of a, uh, really one of the poster children for this. Uh, a guy who we were like, oh my god, do I drop him? Uh, he's been so bad, yeah. but he's been excellent. Uh, really, since the dunk contest, been you know upper teen scoring or mid teen scoring, great rebounding, having triple doubles, been seven assists over his last ten. Uh, yeah. One point three blocks, one point three steals, good percentages. He's been every bit of an early round guy. Um, just so so well rounded. You know, most of it was out with it was with Evan Fournier and most of the team healthy, excluding Isaac, of course. But Isaac isn't a big offensive guy, anyways. It was really just about him playing extremely well. Um, I know, I think I know what you're going to say, but uh, what do you think about him next year? Well, definitely this hot streak. You know, he's playing, punching above his weight a little bit. I think so. Not expecting a repeat of that. I also think Orlando is going to bring in. A better point guard, so these ten assist games we're seeing from Aaron Gordon are not going to be a thing. really. You're not buying Fultz? Eh, no. I mean, I, I guess they have to hold on to him, but don't they yeah. want like a true playmaking point guard on this team and maybe shift him? I, yeah, I don't know. I, think I don't see I, him as the future yeah, there. He's kind of capped. I feel like I feel like he's a good ideal bench backup. That's what I was going to say. He's, yeah. I, exactly. Put him in a six-man role. Bring in an actual, you know, starting caliber point guard. Yeah. No offense to Fultz. He's fine at what he does, but it's, you know, he's not the number one guy, yeah. obviously, that teams thought he was. Um, so, yeah, Gordon's fine. Gordon's fine. I mean, good for him with this run. It it was shocking to watch. Um, so but no, rather I, have I o- still peg him as like, like a 60, say, 70 kind of guy. I was going to say OG or Gordon. I, I'll take Gordon there. Okay. I, yeah. I probably won't just take either. Just those counting stats. He's, yeah. he's not very... It would have been if we threw Bridges in there. Bridges, Bridges, Gordon, or OG? I'll take Bridges. Yeah, I take Bridges too. Okay. Bridges, Gordon, OG in that order. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I think we're on the same page. What about Terrence Ross? This is obviously highly tied to Evan Fournier. He's been really good. It's pretty much simple as that. Just throw it on out. Yeah, it's essentially. I mean, threes, points, almost nothing else. Yeah, uh, he's he's a fine guy. Like if he's there in your final round, I never mind adding Terrence Ross for sure. Yeah, especially if you draft a lot of like well-rounded guys. Right. Uh, and then Karis LeVert, obviously, man, it's gonna be rough. He's been so so good, and if the season's over, he's gonna have Kevin Durant next to him, Kyrie back. And like, oh, what a rough one uh, for for Team LeVert. Uh, at least he went out with a bang here. Um, it's going to be really tough to draft him, uh, even late uh, with Kevin Durant. I mean, yeah, you could take him late, but he's, yeah, it's going to be last couple late. rounds. You're not going to be targeting him, you know, 70, 80. But he's been yeah, awesome, man. Where does he get usage with KD and Kyrie on the yeah, court? He needs right? his usage, so, unlike we, these other guys we mentioned. Not to mention Dinwiddie. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think it, about one one last guy I wanted to throw at you? Um, do, you do you have any hope? Like, would you draft Shake Milton next year. He's under contract, guaranteed for the next two years, actually. Um, but obviously, with Ben back, he's probably coming off the bench. What do you What do you make of that? He need a lot to happen. Um, they'd have, to, and they could for I you mean, to even draft him. I mean, last round, 12, deep twelve, sure, I'll take him just because he's been okay. so so freaking good. But yeah. if we're talking like you know your standard twelve hundred forty players drafted or whatever. Then I'm kind of eh. 
But um, yeah, I I'm not too excited again. But again, the Sixers, man, if they flop in the playoffs, they've got to be open to making some moves. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 it's his like he could potentially be sixth, seventh rounder if they basically reset. Besides Ben and Joel, which could happen. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough to say. The Sixers, yeah. I, I can see the Sixers because. The Sixers fan base, they're not really happy with Tobias. He's been we love him for fantasy. Uh Al Horford's been kind of a bust pickup. And those um, two guys are making over sixty mil, just the two of them for the next three years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I mean Philly does not unless they can find a way to unload some of that cash, they're they're pretty tied up financially. Yeah. And just a couple other guys I wanted to tack on here. Um Duncan frickin' Robinson has been the best three-point shooter in the NBA. Um, he was shooting five threes per game. Um, he was way, making way... Making five. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. Making five threes <laughs> per game. My Just mistake. Need to clarify that. Yeah, and he was shooting uh, you know, 70% on catch-and-shoot guys. Uh, actually, Oof. since uh, this is since 2020. Do you know uh, the best catch-and-shoot player, minimum 100 attempts um, on EFG for catch-and-shoot guys? It's a ridiculous number. He's a really, really good shooter. Good blood, good bloodlines. Since, uh, since oh, since Jan- there you go. So, so that's, that's going to be Seth Curry. You got it. Yeah, eighty-two point two EFG uh, wow. since January first, twenty twenty. Um, yeah, CJ McCollum, Duncan Robinson, Buddy Hield, Gallo are, are leading that group. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what to do with Duncan Robinson, man. Um, he's just been he's pretty much murked Tyler Hero's value. Um, next year, he's just been so so good and such a great fit with Butler and Bam. So um, yeah, he's he's going to be super specialist and he'll probably go again. I don't really see him losing a lot of value next year. He's just so so hot. Um, probably like what eighty ninety something like that. Yeah, somewhere right in there. And usually, I'm not too high on three point specialists. Like we mentioned, Terrence Ross. If you can grab a guy at the end of the end of your draft, and you usually can then that's fine. But like spending a mid-round pick on a guy who's really only going to hit three-pointers, um, and you don't trust. I mean, Duncan Robinson passed 10 games shooting 52% from the field and hasn't missed a free throw. He's just playing out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that quite repeating. So I, I think that's as high as I would go, what, what you just said, 80 to 100, somewhere yeah. in there. Just a couple other guys I had written down. Uh, Larry Nance is really going to be based on the situation. He's been really good lately. Um, are you buying Kobe White next year? He's played best ball of the season coming into this little break here. I'm not into it. Uh, I'm into him a little bit just because he's showed that he can shoot with reasonable efficiency. I thought he was just going to be a you know tragic field goal percentage kind of guy, but he's looked good, and he's looked good in a high-volume role. He's looked good in a six-man role. Um, and he, you know, he's a rookie, so who knows if he takes the next leap over the summer. Definitely, definitely on my radar. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be fading, but um, you know, I think Boyland finally coming around to starting him. That was a big step uh, for his upside, uh, and he's been playing huge minutes even off the bench too. So yeah, that was the key. And then one other guy, um, I know Joris. You and I just, talked you about just about hate him. the Bulls, Mike. I do. I'm not. I don't draft Bulls. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Besides Wendell Carter Jr., who um, yeah. he's going to fall next year. He'd probably be good value. Um, Cam Reddish, um, Jonas and I were talking about him a lot in depth. We've, he's been talked about for months now. Um, Jonas had some pretty hot takes. He was saying maybe even 50, 60, I think he said. And I was like, eh, not quite. So I guess, I guess we'll throw in this whole big Mikel Bridges, OG, Aaron Gordon. Do you have him closer to anybody in there in the back end, front end? Probably closer to Bridges on that, on that front end. Yeah, Uh, I agree. I quite quite like reddish i think he's gonna have multiple position eligibility or should in most leagues um you know efficient score can kind of do a little bit of everything and he's in a a pretty sweet role on the hawks so uh, yeah i like everything about his trajectory yeah he had really he was one of the him and jordan Poole were like 1a or whatever last places uh in the nba and then that would be um for efficient shooting on catch and shoot shots but that's really been the key to him turning it around. Uh, his last 15 games as a catch-and-shoot guy, uh, he has been 67.6 EFG. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, we put him among the lead leaders for decent volume. So uh, He's really blossomed. You mentioned position eligibility. 
Don't forget, he played a little bit of point guard when Trey Young missed his time. Uh, and again, just the trajectory you mentioned is really, really great to see for a guy who really struggled last year at Duke just shooting the ball, um, which right. was really the last thing to drop. He's a phenomenal defender. Minutes are going to be there. Has even struggled to stay healthy, so getting time off is going to be huge for him. So, yeah, I think he's going to be really popular um, among sleepers. and Not not even sleepers. He's going to be going mid-round, and I think that's justified. Assuming, And I don't really know why they would draft something to really cut him back or anything. They, they're pretty much they made their offseason move being Clint Capella. Right. So I think he's going to be fine. Did, <sighs> did they give up a, a pick in that? Capella move? I can't remember. For, for, yeah, for I'm the, so rusty. Yeah, I don't even know. I think yeah, well, in any case, I, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I, I don't think even if they have their own first rounder that they spend it on someone that would impinge on Reddish's growth or yeah, Hunter for that matter. They pretty much – they just have so much like solid players around Trey Young. It would be nice if they could like package them together and get like a stud. And I don't I, – I still don't really like that because I think John Collins as a center has been – well, for fantasy, he's been so good. but even Terrific, yeah. Even still, that, that lineup's decent. Um, anything else you want to tack on to this? I think we're a pretty good stopping point. No, I'm surprised we uh, found this much to talk about. Yeah. At a, <laughs> a time is... when the season is screeched to a halt. Yeah, man. It's it's going to be weird. I haven't been logging into NBA.com for looking up stats nearly as much. From Yeah. Oh, speaking of... of which, the NBA has made uh, League Pass free for everyone out there. So yeah. if you want to watch some, some vintage games, so if you want to rewatch games from this season... You can log in as long as you have an NBA.com account, I believe. Uh, it's free. Yeah. You could, do, uh, you could watch like that hot stretch from Dame. You could even, I, I even do this. like Even just uh, if you want to watch just the shots. I do this a lot if I can't catch a whole game and I want to see how someone shot the ball. You could go on NBA.com and just like sort the shots you want to watch. And you just watch them in a row. I just I yeah. love doing yeah. that. So Especially when there's like 13 games on one night. You can't watch them all. You want to see how some guy was getting shot. So. Um, just, just props to the NBA all around, man. Um, they're just such an easy league to root for, and they're just they're the best league, I think. And um, it, it, I definitely miss them, but it's it's for for the greater good. Again, yeah. So being very transparent, so hope that's what we need right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice to see like legit, substantial updates, not just you know blanket statements that don't mean anything. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna go there. So you guys uh, take care, Ryan. Uh, you you take care with the kids and you know, stay, try to stay busy, everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, stay healthy. Yeah, stay stay safe. healthy. Stay safe. Stay home. Take care. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So. No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.